Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. You guys, now you know there's never a dull moment, right? (laughs) Never a dull moment. I tried to get this out to you guys yesterday. I promise you that. The moment that I sat down to record, my power went out. Yesterday, it was out for, I don't know, 12 hours or something like that. And... I was sitting down to do this. It got like pitch black. I could, I looked out my window and it was like I was looking at like a black wall. I couldn't even see a thing. It was it was creepy. But we had severe storms here. Tornadoes were ripping through. I'm I'm by the river, so the river is like flooded out so many different areas. They closed the schools. They had to evacuate some of the towns. Fires were happening. It was nuts. It was really scary. And it's all cleared away now, but the river is still wicked high. And yeah, so my heart goes out to those who lost homes. And my nephew lost his car. His car was got completely submerged underwater. So it's done. And I think like seven people died. So it's kind of nuts out, guys. Really kind of crazy. But you know what? I'm here now. And my family and friends that I know are safe and sound. So that I'm grateful for. I wanted to say a quick hello to some new listeners. Now there's been listeners in these areas, but it's getting more popular there. So I just wanted to welcome New Zealand, Australia, UK, Spain, and good evening, Vietnam. (laughs) Super cool. Welcome you guys. It's, It's great to have you be part of the discussions. I also wanted to let you guys know that you can now find me on Alexa. Okay, guys, tonight we are going to be talking about introverts, shyness, and social phobia. <laughs> I wanted to share these because they're often mistaken for different things, and I thought it would be a good idea to just clarify what each of these are and how it can affect our life, some of the key factors and differentiate the characteristics of, of each. So I would like to say though, that if you are a shy guy, that's okay. You do you, okay, and be you. And if this is something that you feel that you don't want to change or need to change, embrace it. Embrace that. Never change for anyone. 
But again, if you if you feel that it's something that's bothering you, then there's certainly some steps that you can take. You know, I watched a woman on YouTube, like, I don't know, I, I stumbled across it a long time ago. And she was very, very harsh with the message that she was getting across about about shy men and what women want and expect. And it was very, very distasteful. It was just, you know, I don't ever comment and I had to leave a comment because it was just not fair. And she was very uneducated in what she was sharing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to first compare the characteristics of introverts with shyness. And by the way, research shows that men are more introverted than women. Kind of surprised me a little bit, but not really. So the terms introvert and extrovert was introduced by Carl Jung in about 1921, something like that. And he did so to describe the contrasting personality types in order to differentiate who focused more on the outside world as opposed to those who are more connected to their inner world. So the introverts are more about inwardness, what's happening inside, while the extroverts are all about the outer world. According to a study published in a journal of neuroscience, introverts have, apparently they have more gray matter in the prefrontal cortex area. This is linked to abstract thoughts and decision-making. Some underlying neural differences in people's brains contribute to their personality. The other major difference in the brains of both introverts and extroverts is the way that they react to the neurotransmitter dopamine and the other neurotransmitter acetylcholine. I think I'm pronouncing that right or wrong, but (laughs) the dopamine as we know is the pleasure reward chemical right and the overstimulation of this is what introverts tend to avoid reason being is because extroverts have more dopamine receptors and the introverts have less making them very sensitive to the negative effects of exciting situations so for introverts it can be very overwhelming And these are the type that will rarely go out to parties or social gatherings. And if they do, it's probably a party one in two years or something like that. Or, you know, if they do go to a party, they'll be one of the first to leave. I consider myself an introvert very much so. As far as like being part of large groups and doing all the partying and being out in the world, that's definitely not me. We seek the solitude to recover from the stimulation, the noise. These types, the comfort isn't in the dopamine. Rather than seeking excitement and reward, they rely on the acetylcholine. And that's what provides them with calmness and relaxation. 
This is a neurotransmitter that is found in the central nervous system, including the brain and the spinal cord. This chemical slows the heart down, and it also aids in memory and learning. Introverts love learning. They love to read. They love to be alone. It's not necessarily at all shyness, even though there's definitely there's shyness all over whatever personality you have. So there could be introverts that are shy and there could be extroverts that are shy, but not all of them. Just because you're an introvert does not mean you're shy at all. It's your choosing to either be among people or not. So there are four types of introvert. Let's talk about them. If you're one of them, let's see which one you are. We're going to start with the thinking introvert. These are individuals that are more interested in abstract ideas rather than the facts. These type usually pay very little mind to the relationship with the outside world. These are usually people that are mathematicians or philosophers. Then there is the sensation introvert. (laughs) They obviously emphasize on sensation. These are very sensitive and imaginative creatures. This is the type of people that other people struggle to understand. These are people that often will express themselves through artistic endeavors. And they just kind of see a world of make-believe or, or comical. And these are usually engineer types or artists and musicians. Then there's the intuitive introvert. These often see visions and are super creative, very artistic, poetic, and they tend to be more peculiar. They often lack contact with reality, but that's just because we're really living in another dimension. These are the types of people that are mystics and poets. Then there's the feeling introvert. These are the types that are too generous, give too much, and they can sometimes be inadaptable. But when you get to know these type of people, they're really reliable friends. And they can come across as cold and standoffish but are very deep people and they have a lot of sympathy and understanding for others. They may be religious, musical, and just really capable of fantastic (laughs) self-sacrifice. This is people like nurses, physicians, psychologists, writers. So regardless, introverts can come across as shy because they're all about being alone and doing their own thing. They love to learn and grow and experience different ideas and that sort of thing. And they're a lot more confident than people realize. They're not really antisocial. I just think they don't like big groups of people. And they really ironically have a lot to say. So that is the topic for introverts. Now, I want to get into the shyness 
what is shyness and where the heck does it come from? First off, it's not a mental disorder until it becomes severe anxiety. Shyness is, it's the tendency to feel very awkward, right? Worried, you're tense during like social encounters, especially with like people you don't know. You may be very reserved around other people and nervous. And I think for many, this is normal, right? It's normal to feel a little bit of uncomfortableness, if that's a word, (laughs) in new situations. But when it becomes extreme shyness with a lot of anxiety, this can really impact many parts of your life. Research shows that shyness may be caused by genetic influences, prenatal influences, and environmental factors. 40 to 60% of adults reported to be shy, and 15% of infants are born with a tendency towards shyness. The key characteristics of shyness are self-conscious, negative self-preoccupation, low self-esteem there's you know fear of judgment and rejection a lot of times they may make unrealistic comparisons to outgoing people neglect and children who were victimized or bullied those who struggled in school with also struggle with making friends are at a higher risk for developing shyness. It can also come from the result of an over-authoritative parent or somebody that was overprotective, a caregiver. They're less likely to try new things because they were so protected throughout their childhood. So there's positives of being shy. I think the modesty is really attractive. There's decisions with caution. There's a calming energy that affects others. There's sensitivity to others' feelings and emotions. And yeah, so there's some good in being shy. The the personality trait extreme shyness is likely to experience depression, anxiety, loneliness, poor relationships. And it's difficult for communication, especially when it comes to personal matters, difficulty in committing. They really struggle with trust. They may be very dependent on others. And they're actually more unwilling to become intimate with others. Shy men will, if at all, will date and marry at a much later age. They're, you know, it's very unlikely for them to get into a stable commitment. But if they do, like I said, it's studies show it's at a much later age. It's common for for children, right, to grow out of this type of phase. You see a lot of 
children that are shy and they're hiding behind their parents. My kids used to do that and they're not at all shy now. But some people, they carry it with them through, throughout their life and, and into their adult life. And, you know, in many cases with shyness that will resort to alcohol because it helps them to become more social with the less overwhelming feeling of fear and judgment of others. Some signs of shyness, nervousness, discomfort, sweating, upset stomach, heart beating, racing fast, little blushing on your face. You may avoid eye contact. And I just, I wanted to add the difference between shy men and women is that I think when there's a shy man, women will automatically think that he is arrogant or egotistical because he's quiet and shy. And for women, if there's a shy woman, men will easily misread her as stuck up or cold. So it's important to get to know the person before making that judgment, right? I just wanted to add that. So how do we know if it's shyness or if it is this social phobia? Or more known as social anxiety disorder. They share many of the same characteristics. But the key factors here are the impairment of functioning that it causes in a person's life, the intensity of fear, and the level of avoidance. For example, let's just say that there's a big event coming up where there's going to be a lot of people or, you know, maybe you're going on a date, say, or you're meeting someone or whatnot. The moment you get that news, you're in freaking panic mode, <laughs> right? You're starting to freak out and you're losing sleep, major anxiety, and it's constant. It's just, you know, horrible. You can't eat, your stomach's upset. And that's when that is social anxiety disorder. Shyness wouldn't do that. Shyness is, you know, a couple days before the event, you might get a little bit nervous. But if you're freaking out having panic attacks, you know, from way back, just because you get in the news, that's a problem. You know, there's a persistent fear of social and performance situations where maybe embarrassment may, may occur of some sort. And this is a disorder that can leave really a devastating impact on anybody's education, career, maybe financial independence, personal relationships. And social anxiety can be very paralyzing very, very paralyzing. 
you avoid so much in your life and you miss out on so much, but you avoid the crowds, you might avoid heights, and like I said, parties or social interactions, group gatherings to meet new people. This disorder usually will start in the teenage years, but most people won't see it as a disorder, they'll mistake it as shyness until they deal with the symptoms long enough. It, it's not usually till, you know, 15 years later that they're going to get help. And only 50% of the people do go to get help. What's happening in the brain of somebody that's dealing with social anxiety disorder is the brain is suffering from hyperactivity in the amygdala, the part of the brain responsible for the physiological changes associated with that flight or fight. Remember, seeing perceived threats, whether they're real or imagined. And that's what's happening in that state. That's why we get anxious. Exercise will really help with this, with your anxiety, because endorphins are released. And when the endorphins are released, it may help new brain growth. And neurogenesis. There's a lot of things we can take the steps to get out and break free from our shyness. You know, it's definitely important to go see a professional to get evaluated. But you can start doing the steps yourself because a lot of times it's exposure therapy that's involved you know getting out among the people and pushing yourself past that comfort zone and I told you before when I talked about the anxiety podcast that the hypnosis really made a difference in my life so I don't know, I would just, I think a lot of the same tips that I shared in the video about loneliness, I think that they could, you know, they're the same type of ideas that we could use to get past the anxiety. Like when you're in the middle of a panic attack, remember I told you to take that deep, slow breath so you trick the brain because when we're breathing really fast, that's when we, we're like fight or flight, right? Fight or flight. When we slow that down, we're in control. When you take that deep breath in, we are in control. The anxiety is not in control of us. Remember, your feet are rooted to the ground. You are capable of getting through these attacks. Just try and mentally talk yourself through it. Anxiety stinks. It really sucks. And it's really a horrible feeling in the body. And like I said before, if you've never had it, lucky you. Lucky you. Because people that have it don't wish it on anybody because it does feel like you're dying sometimes. It's a horrible feeling. 
Anyway, I think that's a wrap. I think I'm going to wrap this right up right now. (laughs) It's always great to be here with you guys. I really hope that you all stay well. Put out good vibes to the world because right now we need it. Raise your frequency. Pull away from the, the things that aren't good for you things that aren't serving you and be strong in your will knowing that you have the power there's so much strength and power in those words I will I'm sending all of you so much love and light take care guys be well